This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the Clay Young Show. Hey folks, what's going on? Welcome to another edition of the Clay Young Show here on Podcast225.com, iTunes, and the Talk 107.3 mobile app. Glad to have you here with us Our guest today is David Savona. He is the executive editor of Cigar Aficionado magazine, and uh, you'll hear me talk with him in just a moment about that. I always enjoy conversations with Dave. Not only is it a great departure from politics and some of the other things that are going on, uh, he has so much knowledge about the cigar industry, and you can feel his enthusiasm for... Uh, this the the cigar industry and for enjoying him himself and so it's always great to have that kind of energy on the show so much is going on since the beginning of the year in baton rouge and there is a lot to talk about i just wanted to take a break from some of the heavier stuff this week uh hence our conversation with david listen our fourth annual smoke him if you got him event is now set for Sunday, May 21st at Ben 77 Bistro in Baton Rouge. And we're going to have more information about that in the coming weeks. I look forward to telling you how you can get your tickets and be there for the event again this year. Last year was a blast. The weather was great. We had auction items. We benefited the Chris Kyle Frog Foundation. And it was just a great time had by all. And, and one of the things that we did last year was we had tickets to the Big Smoke event in Las Vegas that Cigar Aficionado holds every year. There is new information about a Big Smoke event taking place someplace else, and you'll hear that conversation with David at the back end of our interview here on the Clay Young Show. So we'll take a quick break and come back and talk the good life with David Savona from Cigar Aficionado Magazine. Promote your business or organization on Podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. This is Dr. Mary Catherine Roderick, and I'm Katie Fetzer. We're the owners and co-founders of The Wellness Studio, a mental health practice with locations here in Baton Rouge and Covington. We are also your host for The Waiting Room Podcast here on podcast225.com. Our podcast is a journey into the world of mental health. On our show, we're going to discuss some of the various forms of mental health conditions. We're also going to shed light on the various ways our listeners can get a better understanding of how the mind works and why we do what we do. So subscribe today to get the Waiting Room podcast here on podcast225.com, iTunes, and the Talk 107.3 mobile app. Welcome back to The Clay Young Show. He is David Savona, the executive editor of Cigar Aficionado magazine, the preeminent publication for good life living for men. It's not just cigars. That is the main event, but there's also golf and there's uh, clothing and food and, of course, libations. If you haven't subscribed to the magazine, I don't know what you're waiting on. I get it both at my office here and at the house. I enjoy it so much. David, Happy New Year, my friend. Uh, Clay, happy new year to you too. Happy to be here. 
Listen, it's it's one of those things. Starting the new year, you see more and more, uh, you know, people getting into the swing of the year and all of the new habits and things that people try to adapt. And I just tell people, just try to live life better this year than you did last year. And man, that that's easier with a cigar in your hand, isn't it? It certainly is. I like your strategy. Live life better this year than you did last year. That's a. I'm not to steal that one. That's a good one. <laughs> you can steal it. You, you, know, you only. I only will charge you five attributions for that, and then it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Life is easier. It is easier with a good cigar in your hand. I agree wholeheartedly. So let's talk about the end of last year. We did this about a year ago, the top 25 cigars of 2016. And it was a very, very interesting group of cigars. I enjoyed all of the videos and the, and the, the announcements about them. And number one is very intriguing. But let's talk again for people who didn't hear that podcast, uh, what the top 25 is and how you draw that number one out of the bunch. Uh, certainly. The top 25 is one of our uh, biggest things of the year. We rate cigars all year long at Cigar Vishnada Magazine and with our newsletter, Cigar Insider. Rate them blind. We don't know the identity of the cigar. We don't know who made it. We don't know how much it costs. And at the end of the year, we look at our highest scores. And we have a guy, our tasting coordinator, go out and purchase those cigars once again, throw the highest rated cigars together in what we call our Tournament of Champions. And after that taste test, we get our top 25, the 25 cigars that we deem best of the year. And at the top of that list, we name our cigar of the year. So all of these cigars, all 25 have gone through an incredibly rigorous series of tests. And the the number one has uh, emerged victorious as the champion of all champions, Uh, a cigar that has performed consistently over and over again, and that we say is the very best uh, in this given year. And, you know, when, when you're tasting these, obviously you have, you are a connoisseur, you have tried cigars from all over the planet and all sizes. And so for you, is there a challenge to get your palate, if, if you will, up to the challenge of these new tastes? How do you avoid any kind of blending where it's hard to differentiate if that is, is even such a thing? Oh, sure. Well, we try to avoid palate fatigue. You don't want to do too much. And, you know, a lot of these cigars are pretty powerful. And, uh, you know, it can be an awful lot if you, if you smoke too many at once. So uh, to, to keep uh, the cigars tasting uh, distinctly from one another, um, I always uh, I, I smoke a cigar, give the rating, and then after I finish the rating, I have some black coffee or espresso and then water to uh, the black coffee gets rid of the taste of the previous cigar, and the water refreshes my palate for the the next cigar. But that said, uh, you can only do so many. Uh, you, you do uh, four or so in a day. That's a lot. Uh, you don't want to do any more than that. And you spread it out over time. It takes a while to smoke a cigar. Uh, you want to give it some time and not just try to. We, we certainly don't power for, through twenty five cigars in one sitting. That would be crazy. <laughs> it would. You know. Do you think we are in a bit of a resurgence in in terms of popularity for cigars? I mean, there was a lot of this in the early and mid nineties, and then it seemed like it waned a little bit. But now there seems to be this renewed interest in the art of enjoying a cigar. I think the interest level is very high. I think it is renewed, but I think more importantly, the quality level is extraordinary. Uh, their, their cigar sales aren't quite as crazy, uh, not nearly as crazy as they were during the cigar boom that you just referenced of the mid 1990s. Uh, they're doing well. They're not. Uh, they're not 
gangbusters and people having trouble keeping up with demand. However, the, the product that is on the shelves right now, uh, it's extraordinary. We're, we're working on a story right now for our next issue of the magazine, our March-April issue, which will be out in, a, in about a month or so. And we're analyzing all these scores for the year and, and diving into the, the, the amount of 90s we give and the amount of uh, really high scores that we give. And they're very high. They're, we're, we're scoring a lot of cigars very high right now because the level of quality is so very, very high. And uh, it really is a great time. We like to say it's a fantastic time to be a cigar smoker just because it's, it's very easy to get a, a good cigar. And if you do your research and uh, you know, know what you're uh, looking for, it's pretty easy to get a great cigar. Let's talk a little bit about pairing. I've, I've seen a few articles, and you guys put out alerts with the Cigar of the Week, and then there's supplemental stories that you'll see about you know, pairing, and uh, you can learn about enjoying a cigar with something to accompany it. Tell me, what's your philosophy on pairing a, a nice cocktail or a glass of wine with a cigar? Well, first and foremost, I'm all about the research, so I'm perfectly happy to... Uh, uh, you know, research this over and over again. <laughs> we, our readers are, our readers uh, are a lot like like me. They enjoy a good cocktail with their cigar, or a fine spirit with mm-hmm. their cigar. And you know, we're all about quality and taste at Cigar Aficionado. So we're not necessarily about quantity; we're about quality. Right. So you know, I get home. It's very cold right here in uh, the New York area right now. It was eight degrees the other day. You know, I get home from a from a day of work. Uh, I, I might want uh, two fingers of peaty scotch in the glass just to. You you know, kind of warm me up a little bit and let me reflect on the day. Uh, and we, we pair these fine spirits with cigars in the book. Uh, our, our most recent issue, which just hits newsstands today, our Jan Feb issue with that top 25, uh, has an article by our spirits editor. We have a spirits editor at Cigar Vishnado, nice. uh, Jack Betridge. Oh, he's got a great job. We oh all, we're all God. fighting for it. <laughs> <laughs> and in this issue, uh, he paired rye with cigars. Rye whiskey is a very uh, hot property right now. He paired, oh, I think it's 20, uh, 20 great ryes uh, with a couple of fine cigars. Because, uh, y- you know, uh, you can't just grab any cigar and go with any spirit. Sometimes the, these things clash. Sometimes they, uh, they don't necessarily play well together. Um, but sometimes they, uh, what you really want ideally is a cigar that gets a little bit better when you have the, the spirit that you've chosen to go with it and a spirit that maybe gets a little bit better from the cigar too. And the ones that kind of play in harmony, as we like to say. So he did, uh, Jack did an awful lot of tough research for this story to really showcase some remarkable rise that go well with these cigars. And one of the nice things about it is, uh, he looks at rise ranging in price from $20 a bottle to $300 a bottle. Uh, because we like to say at Cigar Vichinata that the uh, the finest things in life sometimes are expensive, but they don't necessarily have to be. That's exactly right. What, what's what's a go-to pairing for you? If you're going to, let, let me give you a scenario. Like you said, you come home, it's pretty cold. You want to enjoy uh, a nice cigar and something to accompany it, either a spirit or, you know, whatever. Uh, what size do you grab? What What shade of wrapper do you go for? And then what do you pair with it? Yeah, sure. Probably a go-to pairing for me would be, say, a Padron 1964 Anniversary Series Exclusivo. Nice. A fine cigar made in Nicaragua. I think you know it very well. Yes. And uh, I like to uh, have that with kind of my my go-to cold-weather scotch, which would be a little Bowmore (laughs) 15-year-old. Very, very, very nice. You know, people have asked me about this, and and you're you're the perfect person to, to have reflect on this. At talking about the difference between enjoying a cigar and, say, a cigarette smoker. 
And I often say that there really is no comparison. It's 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 like comparing having a really nice hamburger uh, to having a bone in ribeye. <laughs> they're just I, I, yeah. They're just they're, not they're, the yeah, same. They're, mm-hmm. they're they're different animals. They don't really, yeah. And I, I like to always say you know especially now during the winter you walk around Manhattan which is where I work. And you'll see, you know, cigarette smokers kind of huddle outside the entrances, you know, stealing a couple of puffs, uh, sometimes with a jacket, sometimes without a jacket, and then running back inside. You never see people doing that with cigars. No. Uh, cigarette smoking tends to be habitual. Yes. And I think, you know, most people uh, who smoke a cigarette, I, I don't want to speak for all of them because I don't, I don't smoke cigarettes and I don't, you know, Nor know do it or I. understand it right. so well. Okay. I think for the most part, they're they're smoking for... Uh, you know, for what that cigarette gives them in terms of feeling rather than what it gives them in terms of taste. Uh, And a lot of them tend to do it alone. Uh, Most cigar smokers that I know uh, smoke because they want to enjoy the flavor. And they tend to do it in a situation where they're with somebody else and in a cigar bar, uh, have a friend over the house. It's it tends to be a social thing, and it tends to be one of savoring and enjoying flavors, and and, and all about relaxation. So they're they're quite different. They're made with uh, different types of tobacco. They're made in vastly different ways. Cigarettes are spit out of machines at crazy rates. The cigars that we read about at Cigar Vicinato are made by hand with air cured tobaccos. A totally different animal. It really is everything about it, from you know the routine of. Uh, getting the smell of the aroma before cutting it, a cool draw, that initial light and puff, and just, it, it, it's, a, it's an opportunity to focus and relax at the same time. And by the time you're done with one, um, it gives you a chance for reflection. You, you, you know, it, it's hard to explain to someone who doesn't enjoy them, but I, I, I saw this on a T-shirt once, and it, said, it read, uh, I don't do yoga, I smoke cigars. And I think, I think that fits, don't you? <laughs> hey, you know, they make me feel better. They clear, it clears my mind. Um, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I think that's a, it's a great way to put it. And some of my, my dear friends who enjoy a cigar, too, uh, you know, they come over the house every once in a while. I've got a little smoking room in my, uh, in my basement, my little man cave. And, uh, you know, they, they may have had a tough day. They come on over. We, we start talking. We fire up cigars. And, you know, everyone leaves happy. Uh, you know, people tend to not leave that place with, uh, with a frown on their face. The cigar and the conversation tends to make everybody smile again. Listen, I got a friend here in Baton Rouge who owns a, uh, a Budweiser distributor uh, ship here, and he's, I'm sure, the most popular guy in his neighborhood. I'm imagining the same is true for you. Uh, everybody knows where David Savona lives in the neighborhood, and I'm sure they find reasons to knock on the door and come say hello. I do get a couple people dropping by looking for a party favor cigar, absolutely. But that guy who owns a Budweiser distribution, I bet you he's pretty happy, too. Oh, my God. He is very, very happy. And, you know, the thing is, don't go drink with a guy who sells the beer. I just don't know, man. They could slam it like water, Dave. So, listen, you know, a couple of other things here. Uh, With the last 18 months have renewed the conversation about Cuban cigars with some of the uh, loosening of restrictions in the last year. And then, of course, when Fidel Castro uh, finally died there, and yep, his brother Raul is still there, so not much has changed. I don't see anything happening differently with Cuban cigars as it relates to the way uh, you can get them now. But from an industry standpoint, what what's your reflection to it? 
Yeah, well, the, the big news is, of course, is the, 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 the last change that President Obama uh, put in the uh, relations between the U.S. and Cuba in terms of uh, letting American travelers to bring back not unlimited, but far more Cuban cigars than before. Used to be you could bring back 100 bucks worth, which is not very much, and only when you went directly to Cuba and came directly back to the U.S. Now, when you travel abroad as an American, you're allowed, um, it doesn't matter if you're going to Cuba, going to London, going to Paris, anywhere outside the U.S., you can come back now with Cuban cigars for personal consumption, up to uh, $800 worth or uh, 400 cigars without even paying a duty on it, no taxes. Above that, you'll have to pay some taxes, and you probably don't want to go too much above that because they'll they'll think you're starting to open your own cigar shop, which is right. <laughs> which would be right. breaking the law. Right, right. But you still can't legally buy them in the U.S. You can't go to your corner store. You can't buy them off the internet and have them shipped to you legally. That remains off limits. Uh, but the big the bigger concern in the uh, cigar industry, actually from from consumers, is that uh, these rules may change. Uh, uh, President-elect Trump, who will soon be uh, president of the U.S., has said that he is not very happy with what the Obama administration did in Cuba. Felt he didn't, uh, President Obama didn't get a very good deal for the right, U.S. Right, So there's the, there's the threat that these changes could go away. And it would be easy for uh, President-elect Trump to make those changes if he decides to, because it, it is just an executive order from President Obama. It's not uh, the embargo still remains. So we're we're watching that kind of carefully here at Cigar Vishnada to see if uh, some of these gains that we've made in the uh, thawing of the U.S.-Cuba relations might uh, might be taken away. So we're certainly hoping that doesn't happen because we we do love our Cuban cigars here, and we're hoping that uh, we go closer in the opposite direction rather rather than than uh, pulling back from what we've done so far i agree with you and but i often like to dispel the myth from people who believe if you want a really good cigar it has to be a cuban and i tell people that no you know anything from the padrones is going to be amazing i enjoy the davidoff nicaragua uh i mean i could list 25 cigars that are not cuban that are fantastic if you know now don't get me wrong the Cohiba Bihike may be one of the best cigars I've ever enjoyed, but you don't have to have a Cuban to get a really good premium smoke. You know, you're you're absolutely right. You should work here at Cigar Bishnado, Clay. I agree with everything <laughs> have, you're saying have about your cigars. You've got call good my taste. people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're absolutely right. You don't need to buy a Cuban cigar to get a great cigar. I, you know, I say Cuban cigars are superb. Uh, they're some of the, sometimes they're the best in the world. But if you look at our tastings in the magazine, our blind tastings, where again these cigars go in, and there's no sign that says this is. The, there's no pile of Cuban cigars in one corner and Nicaraguans in another. They're 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 all sharing the same space in the humidor. When I get a cigar for a taste test, I don't know if it's Cuban, Nicaraguan, or Dominican. I just know it's cigar number one, mm-hmm. two, whatever. And they all go in equally, and they're judged equally. And, you know, sure, the Cubans win sometimes, and they do very well in our tastings, absolutely. Sure, sure. But they don't always win. And and the Cigar Top 25 this year is a great case in point. Our highest-rated Cuban, it's a fine Cuban cigar, Partagas Siri number 2. Yep. That's the number 3 cigar of the year. That's right. But there, there's, um, there's a Honduran cigar, and there's a, uh, you know, there's a, I'm sorry, a Nicaraguan cigar from Rocky Patel. 
that out, outscored it at number two. And the cigar of the year is from the Dominican Republic, the La Florida Dominicana Andalusian Bull. So uh, I love that yeah. name, by the way. I love uh, that name, the La Florida Dominicana Andalusian Bull. That's just, that screams, <laughs> hey, you got to enjoy me. I, you know, a quick story about that. I think, I think Lito Gomez makes some of the strongest cigars. Uh, I, I think, what's his nickname? The King of the Super Lajero or something. Uh, yeah, the King of the Lajero. Oh, yeah, Man, <laughs> I remembered trying to uh, enjoy the um, uh, Lito uh, Gomez Diaz, or, or maybe I'm getting the name, and it was one of the first cigars I had tried years ago. <laughs> and Dave, that cigar kicked the crap out of me, man. <laughs> and and I, that's a tough place to start oh, with uh, Lito Gomez Diaz. Yeah, uh, you know Lito does. It's funny because when Lito started making cigars, and he's been making cigars for around twenty five years now, yeah, uh, or thereabouts. He uh, he made very mild cigars. You know, very uh, easygoing uh, filler and binder, and a Connecticut shade wrapper. They were light. They were actually kind of on the boring side. And, you know, he just changed. He started growing his own tobacco, and he likes to say, no more Mr. Nice Guy. And he started making some pretty powerful <laughs> smokes. Now, that said, the Andalusian Bull, as its name suggests, is no pushover of a cigar. It's not a light cigar in any right. way. But it's it's not the strongest cigar that he makes. And and, and we do like fuller-flavored cigars here at uh-huh. Cigar Vichnana, but to, to get a score like this from us, we gave it 96 points. And uh, we named it Cigar of the Year. It has to have a lot more than just power. And this cigar is, uh, it has elegance to it. It has a, a lot of rich flavor. And it, most important, this cigar, it starts out great, but it gets better and better as you puff it. It's a cigar that's very, very hard to put down. It's extraordinary. It's a wonderful creation. It has some extremely well-aged tobaccos in it. Uh, it's a beautiful-looking cigar, and Lido really uh, hats off to him. He made a, an extraordinary smoke that uh, deserves its spot as Cigar of the Year. You know, in that you were talking about the the top 25 and looking at the list, and that's one of the things that I think around the country people enjoy are the the reveal videos, and you're you know you're wondering which one is going to be first, uh, and and you know it's been three years I believe since a Cuban cigar was number one. I think it was the Monte Cristo number three. The uh, the Pyramide was number one about three, four years ago. Uh, if I'm yeah, not the Monte mistaken. Cristo number two, a couple number of years two, ago. I think right. it was. Uh, let's see, one, two. I think it was uh, four years ago that won uh, Cigar of the Year. Yes, that's right. Because in that in that first five, you had number one. I think was the was the Monte Cristo, and I think either three or four was the Bihike. And I mean that whole list was fantastic. They're all good. Uh, but getting to my question here, when you were thinking about you know what it what makes a top 25 cigar from just another amazing cigar because they're all you know everything that that you guys talk about is great but the separating factors if you could dig a little deeper in that for someone who wants to understand it well sure first and foremost is consistency uh it's i'm not going to say it's easy but it's easier to make a great cigar once than to make a great cigar over and over again. And with Top 25, because we're uh, rating the cigar several times and throughout different times of the year, uh, that means that the cigars that make that list don't perform well once, they perform well several times. So they have to be made well. And we don't go back to the same batch that we bought the first time. We go back to the retail market, buy them again, so uh, consistency is first and foremost for a cigar to really uh, make our top 25. And to, to excel, um, complexity. Complexity 
uh, you know, uh, different types of flavors in the cigar. Uh, give, give me an example, Dave. Sure. Give, give me an example. Yeah, sure. I mean, like coffee is a great uh, flavor in a cigar. And I, I talk about flavors. I just want to point out that these cigars aren't, people aren't adding coffee right. uh, to the cigar to give it a coffee flavor. It's the combination of tobaccos that make your taste buds react in a way that's mm-hmm. reminiscent of when you have coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, so coffee is a wonderful flavor in a cigar, but you want a cigar to taste like more than just coffee. Uh, so you want, uh, coffee is nice. Uh, you know, uh, uh, honeyed sweetness is nice. A bit of wood. So when you get all these little things together, you get some of the austerity of, of like a hickory wood. You get the sweetness and, uh, and, uh, and savoriness of a, a coffee that has been sweetened with some cream and, uh, and some sugar. And then maybe you get like a little touch of a red pepper zing. All those little bits together make for a remarkable cigar. So maybe in, in your mind, you're like, oh, in the background, I get that taste of hickory note. And then, uh, you know, in the mid palate, it's like, oh, that's like a cup of cappuccino, sweet and coffee-like. And then on the finish, you get just that little touch of spice that reminds you of, you know, something with red pepper in it. And all to, one of those things separately could be good, but all together, it becomes marvelous. So you want, uh, we talked about harmony before with our, uh, our pairings. You want harmony, elegance, balance, complexity in a cigar. That makes a top 25 cigar. For someone who is a novice, because I do run into that with people from time to time who will ask me, you know, I give a cigar event here every year to benefit military veterans and invariably, and, and who am I talking to here? But you, people bring you something they know you like as a gift, but you'll have people ask, what's a good cigar to begin with? And I will tell them, you know, uh, Connecticut wrapper, something on the milder side that does have some flavor so you can you can enjoy the complexity, as you say, of a cigar without it being like smoking cardboard. But you want to be careful because too horrible of an experience in the beginning might startle you away for a while. And so what would be your advice to a beginner who wants to get into the enjoyment of cigars? Your advice is sound. Connecticut wrappers are good. They tend to be on the milder side, and starting off milder tends to be good. Uh, there's a couple in our top 25 that are pretty good choices for people who are maybe uh, just getting into it, uh, starting with our, our number six, the Fuente Rosado SG uh, Magnum, Magnum Arvitola 44. Not a big cigar, and it's kind of a medium-bodied cigar. has a lot of flavor. has a good, sweet character to it. Uh, it's not overpowering. And it's not a monster cigar that might scare people away. And it also tends to have a, a, a flavor profile that I find is very acceptable to a lot of different people. Uh, and another one on that list, I don't know if you've had this one, Clay, the El Centurion H2K um, from the Garcias, who I are have, a former Cigar I of the have, Year winner. I have. Uh, it's, it is very good. I have had that. That's a good one. The brick house I don't know is what not it bad is. either. I don't know what it is about that particular blend, but I've given that cigar to a lot of different people, people who smoke a ton of cigars like I do, people who smoke cigars, you know, uh, once in a while, and, and people who just are trying them. I've never had a person say, I don't like it. It seems to appeal to all kinds of different palates, not just the, the mild cigar smoker or the full-bodied smoker, but the medium-bodied smoker, too. So uh, there's, it, it, that's a little bit more of a, a, a tougher, more specific advice. But there's a couple of blends out there that just seem to appeal to a wide variety of, uh, of cigar smokers. If you're looking at the the, the 
manufacturers, the cigar wizards that are out there right now, and, and I'm talking about the newer blenders now, not some of the the, the more established families, the Fuentes, uh, the Perdomos, Rocky Patel, people like that. But in the last five years, if I were to ask you who's a rock star or someone everybody ought to be on the lookout for if, over the next few years, who would you say? Okay, so forgetting the Fuentes, the Padrones, all the people, the yep. ones that people know about. That's, that's right. Um, well, I mean, a lot of people do know him, but maybe not everybody. Pete Johnson, of course, from Pete, from uh, Tatuaje, uh, ah. remarkable cigar maker. Uh, started off very small, now he's making a lot more cigars. Uh, this guy really knows his stuff, especially if you like a fuller-flavored cigar. Uh, and Pete actually used to play bass in a band, and he looks like a rock star, so he's a cigar <laughs> rock star. And another guy, uh, this guy's from Reno, Nevada, uh, Dion Giolito from the Illusioni brand. Have you had yeah, Illusioni? Oh, player? absolutely. Oh, yeah. That's, you know, a that, that terrific cigar maker, and, and he makes cigars with a lot of nuance. Uh, not too strong, but, oh, so flavorful. And he, he almost seems to, it, it's almost impossible for Dion to make a bad cigar. I don't think I've ever smoked something from him I don't like. And there's a new, a, sort of a newcomer on our list, a first for our top 25, uh, this is uh, the Cro-Magnon brand. Uh, Skip Martin, Cro-Magnon. I met this guy uh, at the first Nicaraguan cigar festival. It must have been like four years ago. This guy came up to me, said hello, handed me a little cigar and said, hey, I just started making cigars. What do you think? It was a pretty darn good cigar. Uh, you know, Connecticut uh, broadleaf wrapper, pretty bold. And uh, it was a very small brand back then. It, it, it needed some work, needed some uh, some help. He's worked on it quite a bit, and now his Cro-Magnon Anthropology, Nicaraguan Smoke, $7.50. Uh, first time appearance on our Top 25. It's number 15 cigar of the year. I think that won't be their last appearance on our Top 25. Uh, the the, the Cro-Mags from uh, Roma Craft Cigar, uh, really good smokes. I think look out for Roma Craft in the future. That's a certain uh, up-and-coming star performer. You know, I like to buy everything that's on the top 25 list every year, and invariably, because I do so many in a year, I've tried some of the ones that make the list. That's on the list. I've I've not had that one uh, yet. There are a couple of of the the ones on here in the top 25 I haven't had, and that's one of them. Uh, What would you say the flavor notes are? Uh, That's pretty bold. Uh, Fairly powerful, not too, too powerful. Uh, I think it's got some leather in there. It's got some uh, earthy qualities, some nutty qualities, uh, maybe even a little bit of a dark cocoa note. And it's an interesting mix. It's got that broadleaf wrapper from Connecticut that I mentioned, rich, dark, uh, heavy uh, wrapper tobacco. They throw a Cameroon binder on that. That's from uh, Western Africa. Mm. Uh, you see Cameroon as wrapper a lot, not often as binder. And it's Nicaraguan filler. It's made in, in Nicaragua. It's a... Uh, dark-looking uh, cigar, kind of a cool-looking cigar, and it's uh, it's new to our pages, and uh, I'm, I'm really happy to have it in that top 25. You know, we'll, we'll wrap on this subject. There is also the discussion about what the FDA is going to be trying to do to the industry over the next few years, and you talked about the president-elect coming in and maybe having a different approach to our relations with Cuba. But what about what the Food and Drug Administration is talking about vis-a-vis cigars and the cigar industry? What should the public know? What can cigar enthusiasts do? Well, the public should know that the FDA, the government, is making it very tough on these cigar makers. 
uh, used to be that if uh, you or I, Clay, wanted to form our own cigar brand, it would be pretty easy to do. We would find a manufacturer, mm-hmm. work on a brand, come out with it. Now, to come out with new cigar brands, it requires a very strict, very arduous, uh, and confusing, frankly, government regulation to bring a new brand to the market, which is good for you know the people that have been making cigars for a long time because it's putting barriers to entry for people who haven't been doing it for a long time. So I, I think it's just unfair business practice. It's, it's making it harder for cigar companies to bring new cigars to the market. So you're going to see fewer new cigars on the market and maybe a rediscovery of some of the older cigar brands. What can cigar smokers do? I think cigar smokers should remain a uh, uh, active and aware. Uh, you could become uh, stay aware by looking at our uh, our website, cigarvisionado.com, and getting our newsletters, uh, and become active by um, uh, joining the Cigar Rights of America. Right, uh, right. CRA is a really good organization. Uh, the people do a very wonderful job uh, fighting for our rights uh, as cigar smokers. It's a consumer-based organization with the full support of the uh, cigar makers themselves. And if there's one organization uh, cigar smokers should join, I, I encourage them to join that one. Uh, they, they have a presence at our Big Smokes, uh, which are uh, held in Las Vegas, and now Miami. Uh, we have a new Big Smoke coming up. And also, if you go to the Cigar Rights of America website, uh, I, I would strongly encourage anyone who loves a cigar to take five minutes, join the CRA, and fight for the, the right to keep smoking great cigars. Very well said. You know, the Big Smoke in, in Vegas last year, uh, to tell you how amazing David and the folks at uh, Cigar Aficionado are, as you know, those of you who live in uh, the greater Baton Rouge area and around Louisiana, we have that fundraiser every year. And Cigar Aficionado did give us a couple of passes that were bid on at the event. And let me tell you, a buddy of mine runs, he runs a, a, a an offshore fabrication company here for drilling. And he took his son, who is a recent retiree from the Air Force, he was a combat pilot, and they went and sent me some pictures you know, I almost cussed at him because it was it looked so good. I thought he was rubbing it in <laughs> the time that they were having there. But I encourage people to go. And I'm and, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Miami. I saw that it's going to be going to Miami. And man, I might have to uh, to, to join you all over there for this thing. I heard it was amazing. It, our Vegas Big Smoke is extraordinary. Uh, we get people from not only around the U.S., but from around the world to fly out for it. Uh, we get thousands of cigar lovers. It's a really good time. And we just added a new event, Big Smoke Miami, into the Fountain Blue on South Beach in Miami nice. on uh, April 7th, uh, which would be a good time to be in Miami. Uh, I'll be ready to get out of the, the chilly New York area and go, go down to South Beach and enjoy <laughs> some cigars with uh, uh, with some lovely people. So, uh, yeah, come join us, Clay. Listen, let's tell people how they can get information on that if they want to make reservations or get their tickets or whatever. Absolutely. All the, the information can be found at CigarAficionado.com on our website. Uh, we'll tell you how to buy tickets for the Miami Big Smoke, tell you the date for the upcoming Vegas Big Smoke. Uh, whatever you need, it's all on there. We update our website all the time, uh, so please go to our website if you want to find out information about the Big Smoke. Man, it is always amazing talking with you. I could, you know, at one point, and I, and I may be up there this summer. At some point, we're going to have to have a conversation like this over a couple of cigars and some cocktails. Please come see us. Uh, you've got an open invitation to visit the Cigar Vision Auto Office. We'd love to have you up here. Well, I, you know, just in a conversation yesterday, it looks like I'm going to be up there, and I'll give you the heads up. Hang on for me, Dave. Podcasts have become a great way to get radio on demand. 
If you've wanted your own podcast, the time to call us is now. This year, Podcast 225 will be launching new shows and yours can be one of them. You won't have to build your own website and you'll be able to use professional broadcast equipment that will make your show sound amazing. If you'd like to know more, call 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Be a part of the on-demand audio movement today. Clay Young here with Brian Lowe with Brian Lowe Financial. Now, you've been doing these classes for years, and not just in Baton Rouge, correct? No, look, we have offices in New Orleans. Uh, we have offices in Mandeville. Mm-hmm. And so I currently teach in Mandeville. We yeah. also teach in New Orleans, and we also teach in Baton Rouge. So our next class will be coming up in your area really soon. So the best thing is to call our office, and we'll give you the times and dates and your locations. It's three weeks, one night a week for three weeks. First night is financial basics. Second week is all about investments. What are other people doing with their money? Mm-hmm. Where can you make three, five, seven percent on your money? Last week is all about estate planning, your will, your power of attorney, advanced health care. Sometimes there's a small tuition, but give us a call in your area. There may not be any cost where we're doing it at the next location. So the only way to find out is to give us a call and get started on the next class coming up in January. And people really see results from sitting into these classes. Listen, folks, you can look the guy up online. His credentials are just without parallel in the area. Brian Lowe, financial.com. This is the Clay Young Show on Podcast225.com. How about that? A master class on enjoying good cigars with David himself. <laughs> I have to imagine if you live next door to David or across the street or a couple of houses down, you probably make reasons to go over to his house because you know he's got to have some of the best cigars there and some of the best scotch or red wine or what have you at his place. If you follow him on Twitter, you can see that he enjoys that on a regular basis. I can imagine that working at Cigar Aficionado has to be one of the more relaxing things you could be doing with your life because for any cigar smoker, they'll tell you, There's almost nothing more relaxing, almost nothing more relaxing than sitting down and enjoying a very nice premium cigar. And I did it last evening as we sit and record this this close. I did it last evening watching the college football national championship game, which, by the way, was an instant classic. I enjoyed a Rocky Patel Super Ligero and watched Dabo and the Clemson Tigers take down Alabama. Got to say, man, I know a lot of people are going to blame this game on Lane Kiffin. I mean, they did score 31 points. I think if anyone is to blame, it's got to be the defense. They just, in the end, at the end of the game, there was nothing they could do with that quarterback for Clemson. And Nick Saban, this, this to me does not impact his legacy at all. He is still, as we speak, the greatest coach in college football and maybe the greatest coach of all time in college football. I mean, the man has five championships, and I think we all agree that if not next year, sometime in the near future, he's going to get number six. It's only a matter of time. He has an engine for winning that is unparalleled. And the one thing I I like about him the most is that he hates losing more than he loves winning. And in a sick, twisted kind of way, this game probably does more to fuel him for next year 
than winning that game last evening as we sit and record this would have done for him in terms of relaxation going into the offseason. I think this gives him even more motivation to be the kind of guy that you just don't want to be around if you're a player or a coach. And because of that, next year should be fun. But hey, around these parts, we're hoping Coach O does the deal and takes down the Crimson Tide in Tuscaloosa next year. Fingers crossed on that one. All right, guys, hit the subscribe button if you're an Apple user. You can go to iTunes, subscribe to the show there, and catch it every time there is a new show. We get thousands of downloads every month from people who shop what we do here at podcast225.com, whether it's the Clay Young Show or the Waiting Room Podcast. We certainly enjoy having you listen to our show. Thank you so much for that. And with that, have a great one. For those of you who enjoy a good cigar, light one up and enjoy yourselves. As we said, make 2017 a year better lived than 2016. That's a good plan to have. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Join us next week for another edition of The Clay Young Show.